Three-point stance coming back to you. Uh, Kyle Turley here, getting gun lap. That's what it is, and uh, that's what's going down right now. Got a lot to talk about today. It's been a long time. We've had some holidays. We've uh, had Christmas. What, Hanukkah? Kwanzaa? What else is there? New Year's. What is all the happy holidays? It's a bunch of them. It's like Christmas, Kwanzaa. Happy Christmas, Kwanzaa. Hanukkah. Yeah. Hanukkah. What is it? Uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, something. Yeah, that something was that man, one of those stupid meme thing or whatever. It's too many for me to keep up with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Happy holidays. Happy That's what holidays. I was thinking. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Right, Merry Christmas. That's what I say. <laughs> uh, you can't help it, you know. There's reasons for things, so. But I had a great Christmas. How about you? Good Christmas, man. Kids yeah. still kids still spoiled rotten. Yeah, right. For sure. Yeah. Got to, man. Kids still spoiled you know, rotten. Got to while we can. Yeah. I know. Spent some time with some family. My uh, yeah. my brothers, my brother and sister came in town, so we went over to uh, hung out with mom at the house. All the grandkids. Oh, that's nieces, cool. Nieces and nephews there. So that's probably special for her. Yeah. For mom. For sure. Especially yeah. with dad being gone, it was good to have yeah. all. Yeah. All the babies, even yeah. though mine aren't babies, but. <laughs> How old are your kids now? Uh, 16, 15, 12, 6, and 5. Oh, yeah. Now you got a while. We're in the yeah. same boat kind of in middle yeah. school. I'm, a, I'm, I'm 11 and 13 going on 12 and 14. Yeah. I was, uh, I was almost out and decided to start all the way over. <laughs> hey, man, God does what he does, right? And yep. uh, that's what we got to deal with. And, uh, you know, that's why we're here, right? Let's do it, man. Hey, that's why we're here. We're here to talk about that. We're here to talk about this life uh, from a three-point perspective, three-point stance out of Glasshouse Studios here in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. uh, really appreciate the opportunity to be here and uh, have an amazing opportunity to work in such an uh, amazing studio uh, in this type of location, man. I mean, Nashville, how can you beat it? You grew up here. Home. This is uh, home. So. Shout out to Glasshouse again, as usual. Appreciate yeah. you guys. Thanks for having us back. Yeah. I missed you guys, man. Yeah, it's been a little bit. We've are we've, we've been with the holidays. We've yeah. we, we we've been through uh, Halloween, New, uh, Thanksgiving, and now Christmas and and New Year's. It's so, been that long. Yeah, it's been about that long. Whew. Yeah, <laughs> we got some good things in the can. Uh, yeah. We're we're uh, we're up and rolling, and uh, things seem to be taking shape with what we're doing here. So we'll keep with that and uh, keep going into uh, football, family, money, and mind. These are the, the, the four topics we try to cover here on Three Point Stance. Right. And, uh, again, Kyle Turley, King Dunlap, got a lot, uh, two decades of NFL football uh, separated over, you know, span of 20 years. Yeah. Uh, from uh, 1998 to, what was your last year? 2016. 2016. That's a good run. So we've seen a lot, and uh, we're here to give you that uh, two cents from what we've seen. Uh, we've already gotten into Christmas, New Year's. And we want to get into this football thing right now. We're going to get into some of the heavy topics that are happening. You know, we've had some pretty crazy things going on in the NFL this year, uh, especially at the end, 
right now coming down to the wire. You get the playoffs, everybody's playing a little bit harder. These hits come a little faster and harder as well, right? And the game cranks up. Yeah, so we, we, we've had some uh, pretty crazy experiences. I, I, you know, I, I kind of uh, attribute it to the game changing, you know, yeah. where it is such kind of a patty cake deal now uh, <laughs> where you're really not conditioned to bang like that, you know, and so your body's not conditioned for that hit. And uh, these major injuries um, that uh, are majority cognitive, you know, are happening out here on this field. We've got Tua, we've got DeMar Hamlin, mm. you know, that that's the biggest one I think, you know, is DeMar Scary Hamlin. Shit, that was man. just that was just crazy. Were you watching that game when it happened? I was. I happened. Like, you you tested me, I think, right away. Yeah, because I was so I was watching the game and then I happened I was getting groceries in the house and so I went in and came back. I was watching on my phone and the game that stopped. I missed it live, but then they showed a replay. Um but you know, they showed when I got back to it. The Bills players were already in tears, like Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. That was crazy to Trey, see. Yeah, Trey White. And, you know, to be in the middle of, you know, the heat of battle like that and yeah. to immediately go to tears for a bunch of, you know, grown men like that, I didn't see it, but I knew something, yeah, was, you knew it was, serious, something was wrong. Sure. And so I ended up finding a replay of what happened. And then, you know, they said, you know, when stuff like that happens, you know, they don't – they zoom out, so they don't show live feed of – right. All that they did show the ambulance coming on the field, but for them to go to cut immediately away from that, between that and then the players' reactions, you knew something serious had happened. Man, I, mean, I, I that, looked in some of them cats' eyes. I was like, yeah, man. dude, yeah, like he's it's, gone. yeah, like that's the look I've seen. Now, yeah, I've been on the field. I don't know about you, but no. I've, I've been there where you question whether or not a teammate is going to get up. Yeah. And I, I've never seen that reaction. Yeah, like that, the, that was, the immediate, like the yeah. instant tears. Like that's yeah. That's that's what like it's it scared me even though I didn't play like, it scared me like I haven't played in a while but it's still scary because like I said you see you know two top teams in the AFC you know big you know mm-hmm. um, AFC conference game playoff implications to immediately go from that straight into tier like that's what for me yeah their reaction and then um, you know I, I played for kind of played for Coach McDermott when I was in Philly I've known Sean a long time um, to see the look on his face. Um, yeah, you know it's really it's just it's scary stuff, man. It just kind of helps it. It puts a lot of things in perspective in life when you see something like that. You know, the game of football. Like obviously they didn't finish the game, which was phenomenal yeah. on that part. I'm so glad they didn't try to make them go out there and play. But you know, just you put that perspective in life, man. I think that's just, how serious it was. They, they, yeah. they knew. I mean, for me, it was you know watching that happen. And then seeing the reactions of these guys, yeah. you know, because I, like I said, I know I've been on the field when this has gone down, where you're looking at a teammate and he's, you know, gurgling up, you know, bubbles coming out of his nose and mouth and his eyes, you know, are bulging out of his yeah. head. Like I've been on the field where, you know, I've coached, coached junior college football. Kids had a seizure right in yeah. front of us on the field. I've had that happen. That like, scared the shit out of me. Yeah, too. man. Like it's so wild to see that, yeah. you know, and you're just like, oh, no. Like what, yeah. you know, you don't know the outcome. And then, but I've never seen the reactions like yeah. that. I mean, I was there with Trent Green. I mean, Trent Green just destroyed. And he's just, you know, laying there like two it was, yeah. you know. and uh, But just snot bubbles and everything coming out and gurgling and stuff. And you're just like, oh, God, you know, you're getting down praying right yeah, now. Immediately. Uh, but it, it was, still, the faces and the eyes and the emotions from those guys. Said that, everything. Bro, I was like, did this guy die right now? And, yeah. I, I mean, apparently he did. Yeah, well, I mean, they 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 immediately gave him CPR yeah. and brought the defibrillator out. And so that's – I've got a buddy of mine who's former law enforcement. He said 
they only use one those two things if there's no sign of life. Yeah. Like there's no breathing and no sign right. of life. So he I'm not gonna say he died, but he he, he was did, out. Man. Like, I, I mean, they they brought whew. like they brought him back. That, that, the look on those guys' faces, that's what it said to yeah. me. So I go into it, and, I, and I'm looking at it, and I'm going, what, what happened? I'm watching it. And, you know, because everybody, it's real still vague, right? Yeah. They still haven't said this yeah. is cardiac, you know? Yeah, they right. just keep going into this and allowing the media to go into these cardiac stories, it seems. Yeah. You know? But for me, it was watching this happen and seeing the progression of that take, take place and that tackle as mm. he's coming around to make that tackle and this guy comes and blasts into him yeah, yeah, but like he's up, but up he's going yeah. he's going and he goes and hits him at an angle so to mm -hmm. me that eliminates the chest thing what what concerned me was his head yeah, and the whip, when he yeah, the snap, the boom lash. and his head goes this way in slow motion if you play it his head goes boom and his body goes this way mm. and there's this you know brainstem that, yeah. that that you can unplug it, man, and then everything just goes. That's all. You forget how to do everything. I passed out in public here uh, in Nashville one time, and that that that's one of the episodes I had. Put me in the hospital for three, four days. Oh, I had seizure and everything. Had to get held down MRI machine because I'm just flopping like. Yeah, a and fish. if you look at the re it didn't. It wasn't like a vicious. They hit. said my heart stopped when Shit. I was. No, I was at the basement. I was watching a show. Yeah, basement. I don't is, drink. Yeah, nothing. I was. I'm, I'm not drunk. And uh, uh, your heart stopped there when you got to the hospital. I wake up on the floor at the basement. Okay, this is killer venue here in uh, Nashville. Great awesome, spot. small, yeah. small, you know, real small venue. Very intimate. Yeah, Metallica's played there, yeah. and like all these killer bands have come through and played it. But so I'm there watching the show, and this this happens to me where my heart stops, apparently, because I mean, not for sure, for sure, I guess. But these people, when I wake up on the ground. The guy's saying, "Oh God, thank God you're you're here. He's, you're 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 awake. I, I couldn't find a pulse. The ambulance is on its way." And I was just like, "What?" You know? And I just came to. And and my wife said I was out on the floor for like a good minute or two. And you know, it happened to me in, in football. I have massive concussions. I had to get woke up off the field in St. Louis, yeah. you know. I've had that. I've had a few of those. Yeah. They have to come out and put the ammonia caps under your nose. But anyways, I had this situation where this, you know, guy claimed that my heart has stopped. He couldn't find a pulse on me. And I know we have a low resting heart rate as it is as athletes. Right. But in this situation, I think it's cognitive, you know. Your brain turns off. And as that's been explained to me, uh, and talking with uh, a lot of great neurologists out here and people who are just on the cutting edge of this field and discussing this brain and how it works. You know, that brainstem, as I see that hit happen, I see his head go that way, his body go that way. I go straight to cognitive as I'm watching him get up off the ground yeah. and he stands up and he's like, yeah, and then he goes, yeah, like a video game, right like yeah. a video game. Boom. Bam, and he's out. Yeah. And that didn't speak to heart to me. And they, and they can't, they, they haven't been like really talking about this as right. a cardiac event other than that, just his heart stopped. Right. And then they started talking about his cognitive health. Just like. Well, yeah, well, because they said, isn't it, if you start, if you they do. They kept saying critical condition. Well, if you do critical CPR condition. for a certain amount of time. You know, you go, after a while, you go brain dead. Like, I don't know how long, I don't know what the time is for. I don't know if these guys know, but like I said, if yeah. you do CPR for like, I don't know if it's like nine or 10 minutes or something. Yeah. And you keep doing it, you're, you'll go brain dead. You might be breathing, but your brain will go dead. I don't know how long they did it, and I don't know what the specific number is, but I know that 
you know, that's got something to do with it too. Like you yeah. said, with 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 the CPR thing, and that's just like I don't. Yeah, it's true. I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I don't know a lot about the medical stuff. Um, like I said, yeah. I know I've had a few concussions and stuff. But I just know, man. That's just some scary. Like it's scary, man. It's scary. Like it just put. Yeah. And so even I haven't, you know, haven't played in years, but you still, you know, it's still a, it's still a brotherhood. You know, you play in that league. Oh yeah. No matter how long, you know, you see something like that happen, whether it's your teammate or not, man. You just understand because you understand the work that goes into it, and yeah. you know that, like, and that's when a lot of people. I don't think. I'm not gonna say in this generation, but people don't realize we understand the risk of playing. We know oh, yeah. the risk of what we're getting into when we're playing football. So people, so don't don't think we don't know what we're getting into. Oh, we pray before we every choose, game, right? When we choose to play football, we understand. Yeah, getting injured is not a matter of if you play long enough. It's not a matter of if. It's just a matter of when. If you play football long enough, yeah. So we understand the risk we take when we play. I think everybody, especially at that level, it's. You don't say everybody that. Understands that. Everybody in football, I could say probably from this, ever played high school football through the NFL, mm-hmm. you know, semi pros, any arena leagues, every you you could get each every one of those guys and fill an entire stadium, and every one of those guys is going to be able to recite the Lord's prayer, <laughs> yeah. in, in, right there, because that's what you got to do, man. You you got to give it up to God before you yeah. go out on that field because yeah. you know that this could be your last moment. Yeah. You know, this game is dangerous, man. It's, it's kind of like the, Lord, the Lord's Prayer and National Anthem. Yeah, uh, you know of, it. Even now, I know yeah. what it like. Yeah. Even at the volleyball games, when I hear it, I still get goosebumps. Oh, yeah. I get a little goosebumps yeah, just because it's just, you're doing it so many, you know, usually you know what's, your body knows what comes after that. You know, oh, yeah. you hear the National Anthem. Oh, yeah. It's and it's like, time. yeah, it's like, all right, right. we got to lock, you know. Yeah, go get them ammonia caps yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, the fucking ammonia caps. So, the part, <coughs> my first time. I, I always fuck up everybody's National Anthem uh, where, where I'm at, any public event or anything, because I, I played for the Chiefs. Yeah. And so, at the yeah. end of it, you know, you Home say, Chiefs, Chiefs. You know, yeah. so yeah. everybody was like, wow, wow. Even though I didn't play for them, yeah. I, li- I think that's cool. I like that. I like oh, it. it. That's was, dope. That's awesome, man. But yeah, man, just that's you know. But Demar's out of the hospital. That's he's right. He's doing well. He's out of critical condition. Shout out to him, Demar. Yeah, love man. you, bro. Well. Praying for you, man. Definitely get healthy. Do not get back on that football field that's until right. you're healthy, bro. That's right. Don't take none of them pills, neither. Right. They can use that plan. Get Real healthy. Protective. Get healthy. Get healthy. I, I texted the uh, or emailed you know the chief medical officer of the NFL. And I've been uh, pretty. I remember you told me that. direct contact. This is a guy that was here, right? Yeah, he lives here. Yeah, Alan Sills. He's the uh, head neurologist uh, of neurology at Vanderbilt University, and uh, he lives you know just down the street, I guess, from you know where I live uh, here in Franklin, yeah. and uh, yeah, refuses to see me now. So after I give a full PowerPoint presentation to the man on how uh, cannabis has neuroprotective benefits, and in, especially in situations like this, emergency situations, mm-hmm. should be applied immediately. And most cases, everyone will live. What's the best, the best way to do it, the best way to apply it? to Tincture, MCT oil, breaks the blood-brain barrier. You can drop it around your te- uh, teeth in your gum line, and it'll absorb. You won't ever have to swallow it. I did this with a young man. I, Put it in my presentation to the NFL. This is why they don't suspend guys anymore so for just tincture, marijuana. Just drop it. Yeah, if it's an MCT oil, the right carrier has the ability to have rapid absorption. You don't need to swallow it. 
Okay, it doesn't need to go through your digestive tract. It can immediately absorb through your gum lining and the, you know, the wall of your mouth because it's such a thin layer and it right. can immediately get in your bloodstream. Blood, right, straight to blood, yeah, yeah. Bioavailability. So um, we applied this in a situation that uh, I've been trying to expose to the sports world for some time. So we'll expose it here. Is this, uh, this kid, Daniel Twitch, uh, he was a boxer, uh, Franco, and he was sponsored by Rockaware or Rocka. Uh, you know Jay-Z's yeah, sports rock, agency yeah. and he was rock going nation, yeah, yeah rock, rock nation rock whatever, nation yeah. yeah and he was going around and getting all these athletes and this kid was one of them out of Southern California uh, Daniel Twitch Franco this kid was a badass right he's in a fight in Iowa and he gets knocked out okay bad he hits the, hits the floor bang his head on the floor they immediately it's this you know same situation here you know as, as demar immediately they boom he's out in the in the ambulance going to the hospital rush this kid's brain is bleeding heavily and uh, he goes anyways through two brain surgeries in the interim of that i immediately saw the story on like my phone the next day right and i go oh man i'm gonna check his social media and send a message on dm see if anybody's paying attention it's likely not him because i looked at his page and it was all pretty put well put together like you ain't got no time for that you're a professional yeah, boxer running so yeah. somebody's running it and i reached out and put a dm i said hey man he needs cbd right now this is important like this is life or death he needs this in his system right now this could stop his brain from bleeding because it has anticoagulant uh, properties in right. it so it, it uh or uh the way it works with the blood is uh, uh where it, where it, it it can stop bleeding you know in all these injury situations um and uh, have all these benefits neurobeneficial uh properties as well it's patented by the u.s government cannabinoids the only patented uh, uh, neuroprotective substance in the world no is shit. cannabinoids. It's the only patent that exists in the world for neuroprotective uh, patents. Seriously? Not, not one medication, not one pharmaceutical company, government has come up with anything, NASA, nobody, Just working with boys. all these people and space travel and all this stuff. Not one thing has been patented by the U.S. government or any uh, other organization around the world for neuroprotective patents. Cannibal except for cannabinoids yeah so anyways i send this stuff That's to crazy. this guy he gets back to me somebody's running his page overnight cbd to this kid in iowa bro at the hospital to his cousin who four months later after i hadn't heard from him and i just saw in the media that you know he's He's back in town. The news did a big story. KTLA, all these Southern California news stations mm -hmm. were out there. Daniel Twitch Franco's come home. He comes off the plane with this uh, padded helmet and everything. Okay, and, and I'm going, oh, cool. You know, he, he survived. I don't know what happened. Past, oh, you okay? I sent a DM. The guy replied, and he's like, here's an address, and I just overnighted it. I'm hoping, I'm praying, you know, that this this was some sort of a help at all. You know, you know, we trust the modern medicine. These uh, I don't even want to go into what I really want to say about these people, you know, because they truly are, you know, of, of that nature, that these people are that evil, that they would rather people die and suffer than have an immediate resolution and something that grows from the ground just because they have to, you know, uphold this thing where they think that man can play God, you know, and that's not and the case. You know, that bottom dollar, man, it, it's... Gotta, they got to make money. It's a business. Yeah, and they don't know how to access the other one, right? I do. I did it, and it's happening, right? And that's what's going on in this world right now with this cannabis industry. 
Four months later, this dude, I'm sitting in a parking lot about to go in and do a presentation on cannabis in Las Vegas for a bunch of nurses at this big nursing school at UNLV. And I'm there with all these other athletes that are there to talk about it, how it works for us. This one kid, he's like runs marathons for UNLV, or he did, it's been a few years. This guy says he runs 100 mile marathons. Only way he does it, he says, is using cannabis. Did you say 100 miles? 100 miles. I said, dude, how in the hell? He runs. Runs 100 miles. 100 miles. I said to him, I said, how, how do you run 100 miles, dude? Like, he's like, weed. <laughs> that was his answer. It was cannabis. He said, at every checkpoint, my friends meet me, and we go in the car, hotbox it, and get back on the road. And he said, my mind is so clear and present that my body is just goes into this zone, and, and I just running. keep going. And that's how it works. Forrest Gump. Yeah, he said, you know, he tells me, he says, uh, you know, at mile 90 is when you really, you know, recognize it works. <laughs> I was like, that you really, it's a testament. And he's running. <laughs> like he 90, he's in driving. He's 90 running. miles, he ran. And then he says, because you get off of that one, and you know you only got 10 more miles to go. And it's just the hardest thing you could ever imagine to be in, in only, this experience. Only, yeah. only 10 miles. After 90 miles, right? And he said, you get in the car, you, you go extra high and get your fluids and, and get back on it. And he said that last 10 miles is the easiest 10 miles. And I was like, he's like, that's where, why he's like, that's why I'm here to talk about cannabis because it can change the game in sports on how you're cognitively there. I don't have the fatigue after I run a hundred miles that I ever did running a 50 miler. Anyways, so this kid's cousin calls me before I go into this event where I'm speaking about cannabis to these nurses in Vegas. And he tells me, hey, you saved my cousin's life. I said, what? He said, yes, I called to tell you that you saved his life. I said, uh, uh, what, what, what happened? He says, well, he has a first brain surgery. They come out and they say his brain's still bleeding. He has a second brain surgery. They come out and say that his brain's still bleeding and that the, uh, they go back in. I tell them I received this thing called CBD from you. And they say, oh, that's trash. We don't want to deal with that trust us trash. we know what we're doing that's just you know hocus pocus you know hogwash uh th they then go back and tell the family as he's sitting in the waiting room that daniel twitch franco is going to either die or at best be a vegetable for life no way they tell him and the family this in the waiting room because the brain is still not stopped bleeding after two brain surgeries it's a professional boxer Sponsored by Raqqa, all these big things on ESPN. This is an ESPN fight when this happened. Yeah. They all turn their backs on this kid, and every one of those organizations refuses to talk about what he and I want to talk about. And CNN has refused the story. ESPN has refused the story. Every one of these outlets has refused to do this story. That his cousin says, he says, after the doctors come in there and say, He's going to die or be a vegetable at best. You may want to come say your last goodbyes to your relative, to, to Daniel. As he hears this, the whole family goes in and says all their goodbyes to him. They go through this whole emotional process, and everybody's gone, he said. And I, he said, all I was doing was sitting there thinking about what you said to do. 
I told him in detail, put these drops under his tongue, around his gum wall, around his teeth, just little drops. Put it there. He doesn't have to be awake for you to apply this. Right, because it'll go, it'll get absorbed. Put it right, right under there, right under the tongue, right under the lip, lip gun, the gum line. He says he goes and does it. After everybody goes away. Imagine this scenario here, okay? Where you've been given last rice to your cousin, one of your best friends, your relative, your son, your mom, everybody's there. They go say goodbye to him. We're never going to know Daniel again. No matter the best case scenario that these doctors, so-called doctors have given us, we're, we're never going to know Daniel again. Go in and say your, like you know, goodbyes. What, goodbyes right now. Potentially he's going to die like tonight did within they, minutes. Did they do their drops every day or was it just like a one time? <laughs> he gets up after everybody leaves, he says, goes in there and says, fuck it. He takes, this is his words, takes the thing, the tincture dropper, right. does what I tell him to do. Daniel wakes up in 30 minutes. No shit. Daniel starts talking. And Daniel now has gone on to be a Rhodes Scholar abroad, has his own boxing gym in Southern California, teaching boxing to all kinds of kids in Southern California what? still. Yeah. And has recovered significant, like almost everything, bro. And he's got like chunks of his skull taken out and right. everything, bro. And that's what I was going to ask. Do you feel like if they had done that? They refused that, to do the story. Do you feel like if they had done that before having, him having brain surgery, he wouldn't have needed brain surgery? Or he 100%. 100%. Immediately, he would have been able to stop the bleeding on his brain. I've had multiple cases since I've had a company in CBD space, neuroxpf.com. Uh, go. It's legit. It's real. And... Story after story, my, my father got in a motorcycle crash, totally survived. They said he would have been dead if it wasn't for having whatever he had in his system that helped him pass the damage that everybody else coming in looking like him from the same head injuries died from. Like literal miracles can happen. I could go to any hospital in America and go into their coma ward and probably wake up half of them <laughs> at least. Shit. Within 30 minutes. With just CBD. With just CBD. That's real, bro. It's real. They've denied it's a, this, man. Well, it's, plants, it's incredible. That's why I said, like, I, I tested plants, the... Plants are medicine. Well, it is. It's herbs, true herbs, spices, yeah. plants, they are, I mean, well, we they're have, medicine, so it's... And cannabis is that one medicine that you can pin on and say, how does this relate to human health? Because right. the number one regulatory system in our body is the endogenous cannabinoid system. Did you know that? I remember hearing I've heard about that. Yeah. yeah, but the doctor won't tell you about it. Next time you go to the doctor, say, how is this going to interact with my ECS? My, e endogenous, ECS. my endogenous cannabinoid system. And they're going to tell you, well, uh, we, we uh, uh, and that's how they're going to start, okay, before they give you a line of bullshit. It's pretty crazy, man. I've had this crazy experience. Anyways, I texted uh, and, and uh, emailed uh, Alan Sills and uh, Jeff Pash also, who's uh, Roger Goodell's right-hand dude. I helped uh, craft all kinds of progression in the, the NFL and retired player benefits and suicide hotlines, all kinds of stuff. I helped uh, spearhead all these things uh, with these guys. I have direct contacts to them. Uh, and you know they've chosen to completely just detach away from what I'm talking about and trying to help. But I did right. hit up Alan Sills and Jeff Pash, and I said, you need to get him CBD immediately. So we'll see what happens there and what happened in his situation and what DeMar has to say now that he's come back, man. I'm excited that he's yeah. alive because I honestly thought that young man was dead. They said for that, you know, the Bills had an opening kickoff return for a touchdown. Yeah. Um, they said that he went. They said all his um, – everything he was attached to in the hospital – 
went off when they, that he saw that his teammate was scoring a touchdown. Really? I guess he was cheering. Yeah. They said everything went off. Like, he was cheering. Like, yeah. He said all, like, all the nurses and stuff ran to the room. But he was, like, screaming and yelling. Wow. Like, celebrating everything the first was down. going But they off. said everything was, like, <laughs> all the alarms, everything was beeping and going yeah, off. because man, Because he was excited. But yeah. they ended up having two kickoff returns for touchdowns in that game. The same guy, uh, yeah. Naeem Hines, had two kickoff returns. That's but crazy, the one man. to open the game up, they said DeMar was up. And they said his <laughs> – <laughs> he was cheering and celebrating, yeah, and everything. You know, be you know everything he was plugged up to. I'm sure they had him plugged up to all kind of shit. Oh yeah, um, all of his alarms are going off. That's awesome. And they came running the room. But yeah, he's just uh, you know celebrating a, his teammates. That's gonna be a great story, man. Yeah, and they guaranteed his whole contract, so he wasn't vested. It was only his second year. He was a six. Yeah, that's what I was gonna get pick. into next, man. Is um, how they're gonna screw him over on these yeah. injuries with all this money. Yeah. So they but, did. They guaranteed his contract. They guaranteed his full contract. Well, he, he was he kind of a low low like contract six, guy. Six round pick, I think it was yeah. like three, a little over three million total. That's crazy. Six round picks are making three million dollars. Yeah, though. that's wild. Um, but yeah, I think they said they guaranteed his entire. But that's contract. total. And he's not right, and but he's still not for like three pick. four years. It's a three year. I think deal? it's a three year deal. Four years. This is his second year. That you got to do in your rookie rookie deal. And I think it's a four. I think all rookie deals are four year deals. Four now. year deals. Yeah, that's so bullshit, dude. That's just crazy. I think all rookie, you know, because they got the cap, the rookie minimum, you know, the rookie so cap. So wrong. And then, but he's still not. He's still not vet. The reason why they did it because he's still not vested yet. He still got. He won't be vested. Well, I doubt he ever. I mean, if he comes back to play, he won't be vested till whenever he comes back because it's yeah. three years and three games or. I think it's three. You know, it's three years and something. You know, just yeah, under. They, they could just get rid just, of that rookie contract. You, well, you know, the sign him to well, a new contract. I'm sure you know that to get vested, it was <laughs> just it that. was just under the average NFL career uh, to be vested. That's why instead of it being three years, it's like three years yeah. and like three games. Um, but yeah, so let's uh, on to Tua, man. So back in concussion protocol, got another concussion. Yeah, yeah. And all he hasn't. They crazy. just they just put something out said he hasn't. Um, clear concussion protocol yet so he's probably out again this they week they screwed they that need, kid they up, need to shut him down for the season I, I mean he's done right they didn't make no playoffs well he's not playing but yeah they, they made the did they make the playoffs Dolphins made the playoffs did they yeah because they beat the Jets oh man yeah so they're trying to talk about bringing him back for the playoffs yeah well they're trying to get him cleared so he can play in the playoffs <laughs> Wow, because I think Teddy Bridgewater got hurt too after That's he went just down. Insane, man. But Tua, I mean, I'm still See, even that 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 Thursday night when Tua hit his head that Thursday night and locked all the way up, he should have been done for the season. Tua's they're trying to get him to play. Well, they say he I just thought... he he didn't clear. They put out he didn't clear a concussion protocol. Um, I gotta find this out. But they're it's hard to imagine Tua Tagovailoa playing on Sunday. They're still talking about they this dude playing. They haven't ruled him out. You know, is they'll, he, they'll is wait he playing till, this you, week? You know, they'll wait till you the know, latest wait till game day. Yeah, they, they, but, these guys are criminal, man. It, it should be criminal. I mean, because again, and and these agents and these these uh, people out here. I mean, these doctors are a joke. You know, they sign away their whole Hippocratic oath when they sign up to be an NFL team. Team, team, team doctors. They're protected That's why, by the CEO. always get a second opinion, guys. Always, you don't have to just use the team doctor. It's in the CBA. You can get outside opinions, and they have to pay for it. Yeah. They have to pay for it. Yeah, Remember you're gonna, that. You're going to get – but here, here's the thing. It's like uh, e even those doctors, because those, those outside doctors – I even tell guys now, you're better off on your second opinion, go to the walk-in clinic. <laughs> you're going to get an honest answer. Right. 
You, you won't get an honest answer from an NFL doctor, and you won't get an honest answer from the second opinion guy a who's a specialist too who wants to be an NFL doctor mm. because they don't want to be on that list either. I had uh, Dr. Watkins do that. a full 180 on me in my disability case um, to, to just file for disability. I can't play no more. Screwed my back up. Right. It was off of a... a crazy surgery and then rushed back to the field uh acknowledged by Watkins who's this massive spine surgeon in Los Angeles LA Spine Institute yeah. then created his whole thing he does all the stars he does all the athletes I go to this guy just for my disability to, to acknowledge that my spine is collapsing. He tells me that I need a fusion and all these other things. I'm like, yeah. cool. Can you put it in my notes for me so I can file for this disability, you know, as I'm exiting and, you know, out of the NFL, right? We're going through our process, trying to exit out of the NFL. Just a simple ask for that uh, refusal to, to even acknowledge that things that he said to me in his office in the papers about my injury and how neglectful the Rams were on my back situation mm -hmm. would refuse to acknowledge that. Because why? Because now he's the head of the NFL's spine department, <laughs> this guy. And I've never thought yeah. about those specialist guys wanting to get into that space of NFL teams. Because, you know, like I said, that's a way to the league for them. You know, I mean, to the NFL for and them. All of a, them. Yeah. Dude, you got the guy in Carolina. This cat, he went back and forth with Cam Newton. It was a big deal about yeah. his foot. Yeah. This guy's a foot specialist. And you go to the Carolina Panthers, and they've got a laundry list of dudes with this same injury diagnosis that makes them go in to get a surgery. It's talking about this thing on their foot where you get stomped on by a cleat, and it detaches some tendon on your foot. I never heard of that. Ever this thing, this some whatever they came up it's with. It's not the Liz Frank. Is it Liz, Liz, Frank. Frank. Liz Frank? So yeah, it's this Liz Frank thing, right? And I know I looked it up, and that's serious and all. But I know dudes that played with that, because yeah. we didn't know what Liz Frank was. <laughs> that was straight up spat it up, right. get back out there. Suck okay, right. this tape foot, hurt, foot hurts a little bit. Yeah, this tape's gonna be that new ligament you yeah. need, right? Here it is. Okay. And uh, or the break in the foot, who, who, yeah. it, it's gonna fuse together. I got two broken toes on my left foot. They're just all fused together. Yeah. You know, they wanted to replace them. I'm like, no, nah, no, I'll just let it fuse. Yeah. It hurts, but I didn't want to replace some toes. Right. I don't know, dude. Anyways, man, it's crazy. This thing, they're not these kids. Tua, uh, all these guys, Demar, none of them are gonna be able to access any of these benefits, man that uh, the concussion settlement or any of Tua especially, I mean, that kid, I can't believe they're wanting him back on the Has field. he gotten his second contract yet? Or is he still on, his, he still on his rookie deal? God, it, it's right, This is year three. God, what, year three for Tua? That's just criminal, the what they're getting away with. It's year three? Yeah, so he's still on his rookie contract, and he's still not Bro. even. This union's horrible, man. They're continuing to be horrible. Um, I was in the union. Is it the union or is it the owners? No, it's the union because they have the power. They have the ability to stand up. They, they, they paraded around when I was union rep this whole, uh, we've got this war chest uh, <laughs> yeah. mantra. Okay, we, We're building this war chest. Yeah, yeah. And they ain't never used it and they never will because that war chest is just continuing to grow in money. Like well, that's massive. what they told us when we had the. And they're investing it and getting all the residual money off that. The, uh, the lockout. Before the 2011 season, that's they they took money from our checks in 2010, 
to build the war chest in case we were. They gonna... took money from your your checks. Yeah, it's like we took money out of you can sign up to take money out of your checks in 2010 to build the war chest in case we hold out or have a lockout for the. Are you kidding me? Season. When I was a rep, they were parading around. It was at 250 million. I can't imagine. This was in late 90s, like this was early 2000, 2000. This was 2011. This 2011. I can't imagine what that war chest value has been. Or they would since never. Then. That's the one thing. They got a billion dollars. Tell, yeah, they bro. would never tell us how much it was. They said we're yeah. building this war chest. You know, so to be able and to they give took you guys money from y'all to be able to give you guys the money back if we don't have a season. You know why um, they did that? They wanted to show you that you're, they wanted to put fear into you guys, that you were going to have to pay for it because that's the ultimate thing that turns anybody around and makes them selfish and goes, oh, it's going to affect me and my pay. We went through that in 9-11. They kept trying to tell us uh, when we were saying, no, we, we shouldn't play this Sunday. No, we're going to come back and we're going to take your money then. You, you're not going to get paid this week. And that's what the immediate response from the NFL was. It wasn't mm. about like, we're concerned about this like they are now no, with Tamar Hamlin. Let's cancel the game. Money. No, no, dude. Immediately, they're wanting to get us up to Pittsburgh to practice with the Steelers for a week. Keep going. It's the only way we're going to be able to get our money and our paycheck for the week. Right. I told them, fuck you. I'm not going to <laughs> that, Pittsburgh. That clip from, T- <laughs> that clip from TK. Yeah, it's going his, around. And that was real. And it yeah. happened, man. Yeah. You know, I'm like, no, man, this is not going down, man. I, I, I was a big enough voice in that locker room and and I didn't care at that point you know because for me it was about this moment and this thing happening that I was bought into right not understanding all the you know nuances around how you know uh, our we've been uh, bamboozled in a lot of these things right into getting all these emotions stirred up in this country right when people behind the curtain are, are kind of helping orchestrate these of things. They're, pull, they're pulling the strings. Yeah, man. It, dude, it's crazy. I was in Kansas City. These guys had a dude that it was weird being Kansas City. I don't know Philly. I'm sure probably maybe some in Philly, but Kansas City is odd. Like, where you're walking around and it's like suburbia, but everybody's got tweaker tats. and it's just like what's going on here and i voiced this to our security guy on the team he tells me that yeah funny that you mention it kansas city's one of the largest hubs for witness relocation in america i said oh that makes sense he goes he went he's like you know you want to know how i found that out uh i said yes i do (laughs) he said the fbi comes to me one day and says here's a box and these guys were all men in black, straight up black and white suits. Come in, put a box on my desk. I said, what's in the box? And he said, your problem is in the box. He's no longer our problem. He will not listen to us. You need to know who this man is and you guys need to address this because we are out of our uh, realm of authority here on addressing this situation now. And he will not do what we're asking. And you need to be made aware. He said, okay. Tell me, who is this guy? They open up the box and tell this guy he was a dude from the Taliban that rolled on the original uh, nine, the original trade tower bombers that tried to blow it up from the ground in the vans and the trucks. Okay, the original time then they tried to blow up the World Trade Centers. This dude is the dude who rolls on those guys. He's now become a super fan for the Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. And he's a character. And he runs up and down the stands and gets everybody fired up. And he's got a costume and everything. And they tried to get him to stop doing it, and he wouldn't. He then went on as the Chiefs took away his season tickets and tried to get him to leave. He wouldn't. 
started going on public radio out there, and then all of a sudden they said one day he, he disappeared. disappears. They got his ass. <laughs> Oh, they got him. I don't know. But I guess I'm assuming, you know, I can only imagine, you know, that as soon as that, that word people, got on the wire. People don't just disappear. Nah, exactly. You know, well, people like people like that. Or there's some really pissed off ex-Taliban dude sitting out there that's, uh, you know. Right. They're lucky they didn't try to get him like at a game, you know, at the game or something. Yeah. Like, they said that know. they they never Speaking saw of him since. Chief super fans. Did you hear about the guy that was robbing banks? No. You heard about that? It's uh, some dude. He. Full Chiefs Wolf, like he's at. Every, he's been a Chiefs Super Fan for <laughs> no years. No way. I don't remember he's his name. He's got the wolf suit. He's got the mask, the jersey. Robin Banks with the like in his Chiefs get up. No way. That's how he paid. So he's like this big season ticket holder. <laughs> he's like huge online. I can't remember his name, but they're laughing. They heard about it. Yeah. Been Robin Banks for the last couple of years, bro, to pay for his season tickets. No way. And this guy's got his YouTube page. Um, <laughs> you. Yeah, Chiefsaholic. Those dudes he, he are crazy, does, he man. Does a mask, but he was yeah. ro- he was robbing the bank in the mask, like a day or two before. In the, the Chiefs mask, the in wolf the, mask, in the one he wears at the game. <laughs> no way. Been doing it for years, bro. And he's one of those guys. You know, one of those, you know, every team's got those super fans. That's awesome. He's one of those guys. He's always outside tailgating in the stadium, yeah. leading all the cheers all over the stadium. Yeah, just living it. People love him. He's like, hey, yeah, but robbing fucking like point robbing break, banks, bro. bro. Yeah. Yeah, Chiefs of Holly, that's it. Yeah, Chiefs of Holly, bro. It's fucking Kansas City. What's what y'all got going on down there? It's wild. Kansas City's wild, bro. Oh that is place it, is, is wild. A, is the barbecue that good? It's it is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's the barbecue that. That's good. what keeps everybody there. <coughs> that's for sure. Yeah, that oh, it's bro. a it's a college town. It's uh, what Kansas. Uh, there's nothing around there. It's like you got nothing in, from Kansas City to. You know, St. Louis, really. There's right. nothing. Or Kansas City to Denver. There's nothing. Right. Kansas City, you know, north, nothing. South, nothing. It's a real, still like one of them old west kind of towns, oh. you know. So it's sketchy. You go through there and mm-hmm. it is, it's hard. It's a hard area Tal- for sure. Taliban and bank robbers, man. <laughs> yeah, and tweaker soccer moms. <laughs> yeah, out in the suburbs, man. Walking their kids. It was crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's wild, man. One of the loudest. One of the loudest stadiums to play in, though. When they get when that yeah. stadium gets rocking, it's yeah. Oh no, one of the best places loud. to play in in, in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, ended my career there two years, and it was uh, in injuries, always problems, whatever. But it was awesome experience. Mm-hmm. Kansas City was a great fan base, yep. unbelievable fans, uh, and it, you know would be would have been a great place to like have your whole career, like Will yeah. Shields, you know, yeah. his whole career oh, yeah. straight there was would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they got. Uh, they only got. That's all they got there. They got the college. That's it, Kansas. That's it. That's right downtown there. You go to some concerts. There's like a restaurant area, whatever, yeah. man. And uh, that good old KC barbecue. Yep. Andy Reid's down there loving it. Let's see. Let's uh, segue that into the national championship. There, calling into college, talking about that, uh, and we'll go into Georgia TCU. I called it. <laughs> I you, called it. You need to explain this now. Um, you know, okay, so I'm. Um, what happened uh, again? I, I, I coached. Score? I coached in a Tennessee high school football game last weekend. Like a bunch of high school kids, seniors coming out. So I coached Team Ice. We ended up losing six turnovers, lost by seven, whatever. So the group, the coaches, the coaching staff I coached with were in a group message, and you know, night of the game, one of the coaches, you know, I got text. I got fifty on TCU, like fifty bucks. I was like, no, nah, coach, TCU is gonna get beat by fifty. I showed you the text. I said that yeah. at 6.21 p.m., 10 minutes before the game started. TCU's going to get beat by 50. They got beat by 58. That's insane. I know it. Because TCU, 
I, nothing against TCU. All right, people. Every, when I say this, people think there's nothing against TCU. Yes, they beat Michigan. Yeah, why, why did you go that far? Because Georgia's that good. Really? Obviously. <laughs> Georgia's that good. Okay, you, you look at the TCU-Michigan game, right? Yeah, they really TCU, are, TCU-Michigan, right? they battled. TCU pulled it off. They just got some monsters out there, wide receiver and uh, up DB. Front, up front. Yeah, they got some up front. Up front some monsters it? for sure. That's a different – the SEC. But the receivers and everybody, and everybody they like else. they were just getting wide-ass open. Yeah, man. But, I mean, up front, it's the athletes up front. That's what separates the SEC from everybody else. Man, they were breaking corner routes. They were three, four yards apart from the DB. Yeah. And that was running right with them there, but couldn't catch them. Georgia by 50. That's I ca- crazy, dude. I called it 10 minutes before the game. I, I mean, I guess you could – I don't know, man. You know, it's weird because, like, schools like that will end up getting beat by Appalachian State. Yeah. You know. But TCU so didn't even. still just football. TCU didn't even TCU win their conference. Was great. They didn't win their conference. They lost to Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game and, did, and didn't Kansas drop. Kansas State. That's what I was thinking. They, they were number three when they, when they played and lost and stayed right where they are and ended up getting. Right? So, they kept TCU instead of bringing in, like, a two-loss Bama or even, well, I guess Tennessee had lost three times. But, like, I get it, like. Whenever has a number three team lost and not dropped a spot. And you know why I'm pissed about that piss, but it it, yeah. it it hits home for me because 2004, Auburn, we went undefeated, right? One, the only undefeated team in SEC history to not play a national championship game, right? We ended up playing UT Tennessee twice. We played in regular season. They somehow managed to win the East and play an SEC championship game. We beat them, right? But they took – USC that year had Reggie Bush, Matt Linehart, that They deserved to go, but Oklahoma went that year. But again, Oklahoma lost to Kansas State in the Big 12 championship. But the fact, this is back when it was the computers, it's BCS. But the fact that we played Tennessee twice dropped us .02 points below Oklahoma, even though they Where went. was the game? This, oh, Orange Bowl, Miami. So we ended up going to the Sugar Bowl. Playing against Virginia Tech, we beat them. But Miami, I mean, USC ended up beating Oklahoma like 55 to like 10 or something that's how, like that's that. That's politics, man. Listen, when bro, they get into that, they want, that you that's don't win your conference. If you don't, if you lose in your conference championship yeah, game. Yeah, you shouldn't be in the national championship. championship. I mean, especially you're undefeated. I mean, that's ridiculous, dude. Really? Especially from an SEC. Only undefeated team in SEC history to not play in that championship. That's just insane. 2004, I'm trying to That's just politics. Well, you know, it's all about travel. Y'all ain't going to travel. Where's Auburn? Where's Auburn? You don't think we would have traveled to Miami? How many people? We would have got at least half the stadium, however many tickets they sold. We were undefeated. Yeah, but that's half the stadium. We packed out the the, uh, New New Orleans. The Sugar Bowl. We played the Sugar Bowl that year. Yeah. 80% of the stadium was Auburn fans. Yeah, but that ain't far for them to drive. You go down to Miami now, and you got hotels. You got all that expense going down there. It's not hard to stay in New Orleans. Oklahoma's even further. Yeah, but Oklahoma's going to travel, and they got a ton of people in Oklahoma. Where's Auburn? Alabama. Where? (laughs) (laughs) Because nobody's going there from Tuscaloosa. Nobody's going there from Birmingham. Nobody's going there from Mobile. Where's everybody coming from? It's politics, bro. They do it with money. I'm not saying we I never went to a bowl game. We had two nine-win seasons. I'm not saying we would have beat USC. We wouldn't have got beat 55. Nobody's going anywhere from San Diego. Nobody would travel for Auburn San Diego. Auburn is in southeast <laughs> Alabama, right off I-85. It's 10 minutes from the border, the Georgia border. It's, yeah. it's yeah. right there. I know. Yeah, population, like. 1,500, but still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And the, what's the, no, what, pop, what's pop, the school population? Popu- population, right. It's student yeah. enrollment. That's the population. Yeah. The student, that's what it says. There's, it I doesn't mean, say a number. It just says population. Yeah. Stu- Auburn University yeah. student enrollment. Exactly. But I mean, the college, I mean, the school does make the town. I mean, it's not. Uh, they, they do it off of money. Mm-hmm. Who's going to spend money? That's all I'm saying. They, they, they need to know who's going to spend money. You bullshit. Know? Yeah, it is. It is bullshit. It's all political. Well, look at what happened with the SEC this year. I mean, they, they allowed Kiffin to basically kind of play God with the SEC. It was in his hands. He let Mississippi State win. He lets Arkansas win. Doesn't even there's not no even emotion in those games he, with him. And he earned three more million dollars. Yeah, and he let Alabama win, dude. He totally could have beat Alabama, and he let them win. There ain't no doubt in my mind. They run the ball all the way down the field, and then he throws the ball four times in the red zone. You think zone. Kiffin would do that? Yes, because he. <laughs> wants that job and he played nice for those people and you watch dude we've been hearing enough about it from a lot of people bro that dude's a snake he was here from tennessee he's going to be the oh, head coach I'm, at alabama I that's his job that's I what say he Lane wants Kiffin was a good person no, he wants he's a good coach. saban's job he he's more of a well you know who's going to take over when saban leaves elaine kiffin dabbo no Lane Kiffin's getting that job. I promise you. Dabo's going to Bama. He ain't going to do nothing there. Dabo ain't going to win in Bama. He doesn't have to. Yeah, you do. He just wants to coach. Well, he, you can't just coach at Alabama. Well, he's going to have to. They're You're gonna right. They're going to kick Kirby, Saban out because he lost a couple games. Well, that's what I'm saying because Kirby's, <laughs> Kirby's at Georgia. So what, I'm so what I realize is yeah. that I didn't really understand before, Kirby Smart is probably the best recruiting coach in the country because he's left ever since he left Bama and yeah. been at Georgia. All the five stars that have been in Georgia. That's why they're winning. They don't like – that's what I said. The freshman, like – Well, he better be good game, at NIL deals because that's what it is oh, they now. Got plenty, uh, they got plenty of money in Athens. That's, 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 that's university what it is they got now, SEC, They got SEC money, bro. Dude, you, I know, but you're going to have to compete with all these other communities out here Texas A&M. that are going to say, NIL? Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you, wait, what do you mean? Like, look at all these private schools out here, okay? Modern Day in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the one here? You went to uh, Brentwood Academy. Brentwood Academy. Lipscomb. Uh, Lipscomb, yeah. okay? These schools start from, you know, modest investment, and then ultimately they're able to pay these coaches. You got all these high schools down there in uh, Odessa, Texas. Mm-hmm. These coaches are making 150000 $250,000 Well, they're, they're year, bringing 50000 60000 people to high school. Exactly. Yeah, that's what like they some of those build. kids go. Some of those kids play for more people in high school and then go to college and play for like half yeah, the crowd. Yeah, and they make more money now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it's going to be about, man. These NIL deals is going to change the game. You're going to have schools like Boise again that are right there at the cusp come out. You're going to have hopefully San Diego State, you know, the guy who's invested in uh, San Diego State and the stadium, all these people. Uh, the guy, I think this guy that owns the Padres, he's like huge be- uh, benefactor for San Diego State. And hopefully he starts getting in on this and starts bringing this top talent to San Diego State because now with that NIL money, you can get these top well, talent. Now you're going to start having college kids hold out. Yeah, yeah. You got holding out, sitting out, and transferring the yeah. transfer portal. Like, yeah, so they're out there. Yeah. And all they're waiting for is that money, you know? And so, anybody, it's the, up for grabs. It's, it's, gonna, it's getting to the point now, so we're going to the NFL. It doesn't even matter to these kids anymore. It's, it's going to be like basketball, dude, and make money. Yeah. Well, they understand. I mean, it's, it's a, a few and far between, right? The statistics aren't in your favor right. to make it to the NFL. That's a dream. Everybody keeps saying that. I was talking to somebody about that. Like, yeah, you know, you got to have a backup plan. I was like, Pfft. never had a backup plan, bro. 
Okay, I knew I was able to work. I knew I could go get nine to five. That's easy. Right. That's I can go nine to five anywhere around here and go apply for a job and I'm gonna get it and I'm gonna do it well. Just, move just from hard work, right? Yeah. Just some hard work alone. Yeah, right. dude. I, I my counselors in high school hated me. They're like, you have it all planned out. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go to work at the airlines with my buddies at LAX. I'm gonna throw luggage. I'm gonna get free air travel. I'm gonna get benefits. I'm gonna get retirement. I'm gonna start building 401k. Great exercise. I knew all while this you're in working. high school because yeah. my friends that were graduated my surfer buddies in LA were telling me that's what they're doing and they're like I hate you you got it all figured out you can just take because I was like wanting to tell my counselors this because I only wanted to take the classes I needed to pass to class yeah so that I could get a diploma, so graduate. graduate. Right. That's all I cared about. All the extra electives, all yeah. the extra shit. Unfortunately, I decided to play football my senior <laughs> year, and I had to go to work. <laughs> Everybody's got half day. I'm full day night school at the JUCO. Uh, I mean, I was so tired, bro. I mean, just nothing but schoolwork, trying to make up all these college prep classes, dude. Yeah. It was nuts. Well, you know, now it's um, you know, they've kind of changed the standards of getting to college for the clearinghouse now. Now you got to have the grades and the test score. You know, before you had to have either one. But now you've got to have like a two something and then like a twenty these stuff. It's I wouldn't it's be able tough. to do it. That's why they, but that's why these coaches like with the coaches having short leashes and the quick turnaround, like they're not if your grades high school kids, if your grades aren't up to par, it doesn't matter what you do on the field, they're not gonna recruit you. Yeah. They'll come find you because you're a play, but they're gonna talk to your teachers, they're gonna talk to your counselors, they're gonna talk to the cafeteria people. You better the be people, a baller. You gotta be a baller. Yeah. And you gotta have these like it doesn't have to be – you don't have to have a 4.0. But if you don't have – if you're not just showing – if you're showing – if you're not at least showing up to class, they're not even going to waste their time because there's too much money involved now. It's crazy, man, how the academics has actually gone up. And I, I don't know how these kids are keeping up with it. My kids bring home stuff from school. It's insane. The, the I, don't, matter, I can't – like, I stop – I stopped helping my kids uh, with their homework. Alexa? <laughs> yeah. I stopped being able to help my kids with their homework when they were uh, King's freshman year. Yeah. Like, new math? What the fuck is new math? Yeah. I thought math, like... And you got ca calculators, and why do you got to do that now? Yeah. Like, that literally, the, the name of the class was new math. I know. It's like, crazy. The, what the fuck? When did numbers change? Yeah, when did math get old? Yeah, like, two plus two is four. Like, what is new? What's new about, like... <laughs> yeah. And so I was, I was like, bro, and he asked me, I was like, dude, listen, I'm... This isn't the, <laughs> this isn't the math that was around when I was school. No. Like. And in a way, like, he showed me how they showed him how to do it, and it just didn't make any sense. And I was like, I try to – I help when I can, man, but they, he – they're so fucking smart. I get but every word problem wrong. Uh, every word problem. Because mm. I hear it like totally the opposite way mm. of what you're supposed to hear it like, mm. I guess. You know? I, I couldn't do those things, man. Mm. I had to combine, combine score my SAT to get a, like, 720 to pass. <laughs> Took it twice. <laughs> That's why I could combine the scores. Oh, man. Yeah, That's man, how it goes. The test, yeah, the test scores, the, S, the ACT, SAT, yeah. all that crap. Yeah, man. Hey, you gotta, my, my, I tell my kids, I said, here's one word. The only word you got to learn and know, okay? It's called eligible, okay? Right. That's it. Be eligible, right? <laughs> you want to be uh, able to play sports, be good at that yeah. sport, and be eligible. Stay eligible. That's it. I, I was ineligible one year in high school. I never was ineligible again. It's like a line from my, uh, my favorite football movie, The Program, <laughs> Alvin Mack. said, you might not graduate, but they're going to keep you eligible. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's all it takes. Yeah. That's all it takes, man. You'll Just stay, stay eligible long to play, and yeah. then you could do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, but speaking of tests, like, did you um, did you do the Wonder Lick when you came out? Did you take the oh, Wonder Lick test? Oh, yeah. I got a good Wonder Lick story. Yeah. yeah. What'd you get? I think a 30-something. 30-something? Yeah. I got a 49. Damn. <laughs> you answered all you answered all of them. Kay. All of them but one. Yes. I did on What'd purpose. You on purpose. You just, you just flew through it. No, so this is an incredible story, okay? Okay. 
the opposite of me not being a good student is that I got this photographic memory. Oh, I'm an artist, right? I'm an artist. You got a copy of the test. Yes. Okay. So in college, I scored a 14. Right. On the Wonderlick, bro. Okay. This you get like seven points for signing your name, okay? And it's a fifty point, fifty right. question test. Right. I, I, you know, again, I'm not a, I'm, t- I'm not a test taker. I don't see things the way that the world wants you to see them. Right. I see, well, that could be this, and I right. go, oh, here's another answer, right? Yeah, that's it. And so I get a fourteen in college. At the combine, I take it. I get a forty nine. <laughs> I miss one on purpose. For two and a half months, I go to Florida. My agent had um, a version of the Wonderlick test. That, it was the same back then. That we, they have four versions of the test, I guess. And when you sit in the room in the combine, you sit down. It's a whole room full of you yep. know, guys our size. Yep. It's like, alignment you're, like, day. like you're back in school again. And you get that thing in front of you. And, yep. and you have one of four options that you're going to get, how that thing rolls out for you. Okay, Different yep. variations of it. Four variations. I get the one I've been studying for two and a half months. I just go. I like that was in my mind. It was like so clear. I was like, yes, because I knew I had struggles, you know, with this. Slammed slammed your pen down, done. Yeah, I was like, first one done. I'm like, I'm just sitting back here going, I just ran a four nine three at three hundred and ten pounds. I was scoring forty nine on the wonder leg, dude. Killed the combine. Yeah, yeah. It was hilarious. So I get to Miami on my trip. They bring in if you're like a first rounder. I get to Miami on my trip and they bring me in. I just met Dan Marino in the locker room. And they tell me, they say, Hey Kyle, can we get you to come take the wonder lick test again? It's only fifty questions. And I said, no. Fuck no. 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 But I said, why? What, what, why would I need to take that again for? Well, you see here, we've got um, on here that you scored a 14 in college, and you got a 49 at the combine. You only missed one. Like, what? Well, we just kind of want to get a middle ground, you know, of, uh, you know, gauge on where I was like. Middle ground. I was like, nope. Not gonna happen, buddy. Agent oh. told me you don't have to do nothing don't after do the shit. combine. Yeah. That's their chance to call you out and say you're a fraud right then and there. And they know I wasn't a fraud. They just tapped into this art brain that said, I seen this before and photographic memory. What's the man. difference between that? So you can talk about math. What's the difference between that, right? What kind of spectrum is that? How how smart do I need to be at math to figure out? Whoa, all this is the same. I can now remember all these. Because you're just going to study how to do algebra. That's you're going to study. I, I would rather be faced with the problem in front of me and a bunch of guys that are there ready to work it out and mm-hmm. say, ooh, I can figure this out, right? Instead of this specific route. Because right. that's football. Right. It's crazy how they put that wonder lick on that uh, you know, scale like, yeah, for like, like judging uh, intelligence, right. you know, and all Because there's plenty of guys, like you said, some guys aren't test takers, but you put them on, put them up there on that whiteboard, he'll break down the whole exactly. offense or defense exactly. to you. Exactly. Yeah. Or put him in the film room, he'll yeah. dissect anything. So yeah. it's not a. It's crazy, man. You know, man, they have those, the standard, you know, standardized, just another form of standardized testing. Mm-hmm. And the combine is just a meat market. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you have to go market. through all those different things, man. And yeah. the one of one of them, man. And they really hold that. I, I remember I, I went. It was I didn't a good, realize it that. was a good experience. Like yeah. I said, I still you know getting closer to a lot. Of, you know, a lot of guys I got drafted with that year. Um, yeah, so, you know, so offensive linemen. So it's um, 
good to meet guys, you know, guys you've watched play for years oh, yeah. or guys, you know, see and then get to meet them in person and, um, yeah, that's wild, you know, man. hang out with them. It was a good, it was a good time. Like I said, it was a lot of bullshit, like having you up at fucking 3.30 in the morning for a piss test and then, yeah. and see, with my injuries, I, when I got to Indy, I got, I got, I got off the plane, <laughs> got to the hotel, checked in the hotel, went straight to the hospital. The first of the first 40 hours I was in Indy, I was 28 hours at the hospital. MRIs, tests, oh, I x-rays. That. You're just standing in line. You're yeah. Just like, oh, Literally oh, all fuck like oh, two days straight. And then you then you got to be right back up at like three o'clock the next morning mm-hmm. and wait in line for two hours to, for a piss test. Yeah. And so it's just like. It's crazy, dude. That whole experience was so wild, man. I was just dialed in though. My, my agent had me super prepped for that. Yeah. You know, they'd been through it and they had, they had primed us and prepped us for that thing. I knew everything that was going to happen. Nothing was a surprise for me. Mm-hmm. You know, they told us all that was going to go down. And so just be ready for that and just be ready to, you know, do a lot of hurry up and wait, you know, and then be ready and stay stretched, stay warmed up and be ready so to perform because that's going to happen. Yep. That's why all these guys pull hamstrings and all that stuff. Yep, that's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> dude it's I tough high, i was yeah. recovering from a high ankle sprain yeah yeah about 36 37 yards yeah sniper got me bam on the first 40 so i didn't i didn't yeah. i couldn't do anything else i was in a group that ran 40 40s <laughs> first before field drills yeah first 40 about uh, 36 37 yards and i was done that was it ain't no joke when me. you pull the hammy bro that's a bad, bad injury, especially, especially for a big man. Right, especially when your hamstring is three yeah. feet long. Yeah, that's a big, big injury, man. You can't move. That's mm. Mm. We're already hard enough to move. All right, well, let's wrap it up here. We got at the end of it here. We're going to talk about uh, we got Super Bowl coming up. Um, we've got into everything else, and uh, I got written down here just covering some Super Bowl stuff. I've got an event coming up, uh, Anthem Golf Club. Yeah, yeah, we've got a big event coming up, Anthem Golf Club. Um, at the Super Bowl in Arizona. Um, Easy. Yep, yep. Second week of February. I might finally go. Yeah, man. We'd love to have you out there. Uh, I've never been. I've, yeah. always, I've always, you know. Well, it's in Vegas next year. So the year, oh, next year is in I'm, Vegas. I'm going <laughs> it's going to be wild. Uh, Vegas for a Super Bowl? Yeah. No. <laughs> Can you imagine? No, sir. <laughs> New me. Orleans was like is, is like the next, you know, to that. But yeah. I can't imagine so a Super Bowl in did, Vegas. So when I was talking about the Sugar Bowl earlier with Auburn, so the game was on the 4th in New Orleans. So – we didn't have curfew for New Year's in New Orleans at 2004 going to 2005. Yeah, that was a crazy Great story. Night. Yeah, that's wild. I told you about that. That's yeah, so wild that's, that they yeah. let you all on the bus. We can't tell that story here. Um, <laughs> yes, you can. But yeah. he knows about it. Uh, shout out to my Auburn guys, War Eagle and Virginia Tech homies that we ran into New Year's in New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl. Went out with our bowl the Auburn Sugar That's Bowl. crazy. They let y'all wear all that. Out. What's really cool, you need to give a shout out to is the coach who let y'all just wander back on the bus the next day. That's as long crazy. As he, the rule was as long as nobody missed the bus, there yeah. was no curfew. We were good. Yeah. Nobody missed the bus. Nobody was late. That's we nice. might not have been on time. Yeah. Or sober. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we weren't late. Went out and had to the worst, the worst practice. Oh, uh, I can't imagine what that bus smelled like. Ugh. Right, and it was the last. It was the last bus. It was the very last bus, and oh, it was. Oh my goodness! The, the one thing that did help all of us, though, it was like if we practiced at some high school that was like 
25, 30 minutes away. So get that little power nap. Y'all were all over in the bushes. Oh, man. Trying to chug Gatorade <laughs> and Pedialyte. And, <laughs> well, hey, Super Bowl in uh, uh, or any of those bowl games, man, uh, ain't going to be nothing to what it's going to be in Vegas. I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. But well, Arizona's going to be a good time, Arizona, yeah. dude. It's going to be fun. Be I've been to Super Bowl in Arizona before. It's a good time. You know, it's a little more of a uh, – a sophisticated crowd, you know, it's an older crowd. Right. And there's going to be a golf, a big, huge golf tournament going on the same weekend. So it's going to be lit out there. Or before y'all's? Before or the ap- Super Bowl. Or after y'all, so it'll be after y'all's charity. Is like, y'all's like a charity event or just like Yeah, a- we're doing a charity event for the Gridiron Greats. That's something I've been involved with with Mike Dicka for uh, over a decade now. We've right. really helped spearhead a lot of the retired player issues, getting benefits for guys. Uh, it's an organization that's there. Anybody needs help, uh, you can call the Gridiron Greats. Uh, gridirongreats.org. Go to that website. Uh, if you know anybody that's ever played in the NFL, um, Tell them they need any assistance. They can go to gridirongrace.org and you can apply for uh, monetary assistance, uh, all kinds of other th- services that we provide. And um, it's a great group, great organization. I helped. I donated a whole game check to it my last year of an active player, uh-huh. um, and tried to really expose what was going on with the neglect of our community. You know, there's a lot of guys that fall through the cracks. We talked about these rookie deals. You're not a vested player until it's you know uh, four years, vested. first game of your fourth year. You have to play, be on that starting mm-hmm. roster. On the roster, or on, on the, the active roster, roster. Yeah. active roster on game day, on game one of your fourth year, before you're even acknowledged that you even played in the NFL right. and can access benefits. Yeah. It's crazy. They've, they've, they've made it just under the average NFL. Career. So crazy, and yeah, still to this day, now they came up with that three number. and a half years is the NFL average career. Still. No, it's lower than that now, bro. Crazy. It's, it's under insane. three and a half. It's just yeah, over probably because the turnover now, and they don't, you know, they're they're able to keep getting guys. Yeah, and it's not like it used to be where it's a real survival game. Well, yeah, well, and now they don't do the whole project, bring them in and build them and work into a player. Right. Now yeah. the guys got to come in completely faced out. Yeah, yeah. They don't even do it in college anymore. Like yeah. now, I mean, they guys redshirt, but it's yeah, you got to be ready. You got to come in ready yeah. to play. Yeah, um, right now. Even at some high school levels, even some of the high school guys yeah. we train, you know, like even some of the young guys, we try to tell them, mm-hmm. freshman and sophomore, man, you got to be. Especially the big guys, the big kids. Yeah. You, you got to step in and be ready to roll early. So, oh, yeah. focusing on the technique, um, they, you know, just try to lock it in. It's just the game has changed. The money in the game has changed so much. The quick turnaround, it's just like they don't yeah. have time for development. or to training, wait. too, I yeah. think, as well. You know, it used to be a very specialized deal, and you had to keep guys around. Otherwise, mm-hmm. guys wouldn't grow big and strong. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's able to do this, you know, so easily out here, yeah. you know, and maintain, just jump right on a squad right now. Look at T.O. talking about coming back right now. It's 49. insane at 49. They said he ran like a 4-4-4. Four, four, <laughs> four, it's three. crazy, dude. That's cool, but it's, I mean, that's. I can't believe he could do that, though, without pulling a hamstring. T.O.'s always, but he's, I mean, T.O.'s always been a, a Yeah, a still, when you get old, you're going to pull a hammy. I didn't think I'd ever pull a hammy ever, and then I got old, and I pulled a hammy in softball. I'll put all mine young. I, never, I, haven't, I haven't run, never I haven't exerted enough energy yeah. to, to try well, to pull one you really one pull recently. one at 49. You can pull it right off What, you do round in, round in first base playing softball? <laughs> yeah. Run, trying to run down a pop fly, bro. <laughs> Did you yeah. fall? Did you eat it when you went down? Oh, no, I just pulled up right away. As soon as I knew it, I knew it was coming, and I didn't give it another chance. I just pushed out and just, whoa, whoa, oh, oh, oh. let me calm it down. Shut her down. Calm it yeah. down. Yeah, I didn't even try to take another yeah, step. I pulled, uh, <laughs> I pulled mine one time chasing after Ray Lewis in a game. <laughs> Ouch. I thought he squared me up like he was going. It was outside zone. You know, they were running at 3 4. So, slanted, so I climbed. And we locked eyes. 
I saw, oh, yes, he's been running through guards and centers all oh, the yeah. game. So, oh, it's Ray Lewis. I'm, you know, I was, yeah, let's do it. I'm, that's, that's Ray, yeah, it's time to bang. Lock, locked eyes to me. Boom, took off. Ugh. Tried to chase the back shoulder. Ugh. Got me. So, I'm on a knee. <laughs> he walks back by. Get off the, get off the field, pump. <laughs> like, Ray, you bitch. You ran. Yeah, who you calling pump? Yeah, you ran. That's what I told. I walked by. I said, "Stop running. Get off the field." You yeah, know, get off quit the field, running, pump. man. You scared? Oh man, I'm talking about. He just blew like one of our guards. Uh, he did. He he ran. He ran. He ran a lot, man. You know, he just blew one of our guards up or something a couple of days yeah. before. But that yeah, that hammy man. When it's especially being as big as we are, once yeah. he goes, there's nothing. Yeah. Oh no! You can't do nothing. You can do, yeah. Nothing. You're done. Yeah. Done. 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 Like a receiver, you can't do anything. Uh, I mean, you could probably maybe stay in as a center. I don't know with a pulled hammy. You can't do nothing. Uh, uh, maybe a quarterback. I, I don't know. You can't play f football with a pulled hammy. It's tough. You, you be the holder. You can. Yeah, you could hold. You could hold and long snap maybe, maybe because you got to bend over and then right. you're gonna have that hammy pull. Yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah, Super Bowl, let's see. That's a wrap. And then uh, we're doing a, a, a Wounded Veterans game Wednesday night uh, before oh. the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's a flag football game. Uh, Wounded Warriors, uh, all kinds of NFL guys, other uh, celebrities, Snoop Dogg's come out, all these other uh, musicians and uh, actors and everybody. Uh, uh, That's he, like a whole week, like the whole yeah, Super Bowl Yeah, guys like week. Hugh Jackman, all these other guys over the years I've met, um, actors and musicians, everybody comes out around the Super Bowls. So it's going to be a great week of uh, events. And then we're hosting one, uh, whether it's the, the flag football for the Wounded Warriors, it's like Stars and Stripes. Uh, and then uh, Gridiron Greats party is Thursday night. Uh, got Dwayne Bow getting lined up to play nice. that event. Dwayne Bow, Money Bow, uh, he's become an amazing, uh, you know, artist in rap, um, and uh, is killing it in the rap game. Uh, did uh, Rolling Loud. He's he's, okay. he's really doing all kinds of killer stuff. And uh, so check out Dwayne Bow out there, Money Bow, and he's going to be at the Gridiron Grace party. And then we're going to have on Friday our own event that we've organized for our company Revenant. Uh, go to revenantmj.com. Uh, that's the cannabis company I got. Me, Jim McMahon, Evan Britton, you know, EB. Yeah, yeah. You guys are the same year. Um, and then uh, we got the old guy, Jim McMahon, dude, just killing the game out here. And it's all because cannabis. You know, we've got off all these pills. And we're having a full, every hole on this golf course, killer country club, Anthem Country Club, just north of town, by 20 minutes up the hill. And uh, they're gonna they're allowing us to have full cannabis consumption on every. Is it hole. legal? Oh yeah, full legal full Arizona legal recreational well, state. So, well. yeah, we've got a lot going on out there, and uh, it's gonna, gonna be a be great dope. Super Bowl. Be dope. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm yeah. thinking. I need to just go ahead and bite the bullet and just go to one. Hey, man, so it's a good time, coming. you know, and your first one's going to make you keep coming back. It's a, it's a true – That's what everybody, everybody tells yeah. me. Once you go to one, yeah. you, you, you know, you're kind of hooked to go totally. to one. Yeah, you find your group, you know what I mean? Yeah. You find your boys again. Some, you know, a lot of guys reconnect. You meet new faces. You know, I know guys now, it's crazy. You know, like Marcus Allen and, yeah. you know, uh, guys like that. You know, Michael Irving, you know, being able to hang out with these cats. And uh, you see them at the Super Bowls all the time. And you're there for these charity events. So it's a kinship that you have where you care. You know what I mean? It's not just out here to grab a couple side dollars because you're making some, you know, two, three grand on an appearance, you right. know, to show up at somebody's barbecue 
barbecue. You know, these are uh, charity events for our community. You know, everybody shows out. It's a good time. About 500 to 1,000 people at the Gridiron Greats events, uh, every Super Bowl. And then uh, our, our golf event is going to be off the hook. Now, we've got over 40 guys committed, celebrities from like Derek Jeter all the way down to all the football guys. So, and, you know, tons of other people, celebrities. Um, and uh, uh, that's going to be killer, man. And we've got these, we're working with these great guys that know how to throw events that uh, the cannabis side of this is just going to be presented in an insane light that it should be put into where, uh, you know, the class of it, the, the, the medicine of it is going to be fully exposed, not all this, you know, crazy madness that they want to keep focusing on and recreationalism. There is no such thing, in my opinion. There is only medical, uh, and everybody knows it when they use it because it does a true thing in their life to help them be better, you know. So that's how you know you got a I'm medicine. A fan. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, hopefully more people will be fans out there and use it for the right purpose. But uh, I don't know, man. You got anything else here? I mean, we didn't cover Titans. Mm -hmm. We didn't cover Lovey, Kingsbury, you know. Uh, Coach well, yeah, Leach I mean, we died. Can, yeah. We didn't cover Coach Coach R.I.P. to Coach Leach. R.I.P. Um, crazy situation. Yeah. Yeah, and all the, you know, it's Black Monday. You know, Black Monday. Once the season, yeah. you know how it is when the season ends. It's like, yeah. It happens. Yeah, I think they're trying to get away from calling it Black Monday, but <laughs> yeah, right. Whatever, yeah. you know. What I mean, coaches, coaches get fired. At the end of the year, you don't do well. You lose your job. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't. And this is going to sound terrible. I don't feel bad for coaches getting fired because they're getting get they're getting they're getting the money. Yeah, anyway. they guarantee contracts. Some of them get yeah. hired at other jobs and double dip. So yeah. it's like yeah. Oh, you got. Oh, yeah, I, I do get upset though when you, you end up firing guys like Lovey Smith. Yeah. You know, you're, that, that's and a, they won the last game. He's a great coach, and he's had a lot of success. You in know, this they league. fired him because them winning cost them the first pick. Of the I draft. know. Yeah, you know, but it's, how it, crazy is yeah, that, bro? These organizations, they, you know, when, when you got guys like that out there, you talk about the black thing. Uh, you know, from a uh, you know an ignorant white perspective, I still think that that <laughs> you killed me when you say that. I think it's bullshit when you got guys like here, like great coaches like Lovey, huh? who don't. Don't get the opportunity that you got out here that are somebody being making given a, somebody to all making these guys and these teams. They're yeah. just letting them sit there. They're just yeah. letting them sit there and lose. And it's like, why are this? Why is this guy head coach? Why is this guy still here? Why is that guy still here? You're gonna fire Lovey, dude. He, he didn't have. It's the, not what you know. He didn't have the things there for him to win. Right. You trade away. You trade away Deshaun Watson. I yeah. mean, the franchise yeah. quarterbacks exactly. going. What do you? He's playing with two backup quarterbacks. Exactly. You don't repair that. You don't put somebody else in there for him. No. And you no, know, like, big-time receiver. Like it's, what? it's crazy, man. So I, those ones get make me upset because there right. is so few black coaches in the NFL. And it is real. And that's bull. There's definitely way more candidates that should be. There are way more um, candidates. And I'm for the guys that played the game, you know. Yeah. I, I, that's who I want to see. Because, again, I knew I grew up in a, in a locker room. Yeah. I, I was not a majority Okay, so I know that these jobs are out here, that these cats, like you, you're coaching mm -hmm. your ass off. You know what I mean? You should have the opportunity, like Dion's got the opportunity love with it. these other guys. I love you it. Know? Love what Dion's doing. I hope so. I hope he does, you know, the same thing in Colorado. I can't see how he doesn't. And hopefully Colorado, mm -hmm. you know, gets to a natty, and uh, we'll see what happens with I that. I love it. I love seeing it, yeah. man. The more, especially the more of us coaching in that, you know, in positions of power. Yeah, I feel dude. like that. The coaching and the owning and the GM side of it. I these feel like kids, that's, more. the game has gotten lost on coaching because they've mm -hmm. not continued to put guys that have been there and done that as mentors for these young men. They get mm -hmm. these guys who – get gifted these jobs you know I mean, it's not what you know yeah, it's man. who you know yeah. like I, I love the whole shout out to uh, dan campbell and the Lions staff all their coaches are former players the right. whole staff yeah 
Yeah. Like Mark Brunel. Awesome. Deuce. Yeah. Um, um, and Terry I hope they go, Anglin. I hope they go win the Super Bowl. Yeah, they just so they beat the Packers. They knocked the Packers out of the playoffs, but they didn't end up somebody ended up losing and they didn't make it, but they did knock the Packers no, out of the playoffs. No, they didn't they didn't get in the playoffs. I thought they got in the playoffs. No, so they oh. they needed Seattle Seattle to lose, but I think Seattle won. Oh man. And they are right, they had to beat Green Bay, which they did. So yeah. they knocked Green Bay out of the playoffs. But Seattle went in and kept them from making it. But Damn. what I mean, what as yeah. the, you know, keep a division rival, you know, keeping Aaron Rodgers out of the playoffs. Like they, they only had three wins last year. It's tough to get them free agents up to Detroit. Yeah, He's, Campbell's got them rolling. Man, I love it. Yeah. I watched Hard Knocks. I haven't watched Hard Knocks, Hard Knocks in a couple of years, yeah. but I watched Hard Knocks with them this year, and it was um, it's good to see you know behind the scenes stuff. Man, Dan Campbell's a great. You know, great you coach. know, his whole story, yeah. you know, going from tight end playing, you know, it's mm-hmm. great head coach. He gets the guys riled up, they play for him, and he's got them rolling, man. And their whole staff is all former players. Their yeah. whole, oh, yeah. All their coaching staff a lot is of my former players. There. Yeah, yeah. Some of my guys I see on the sideline. Yeah. There's a lot of them out there, man, you know. Yeah, hopefully, you get the opportunity. Hopefully, you know, I keep putting it out there. They don't want me doing nothing. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm getting, I feel like it's getting closer and closer for me. You know, I told the, the, them, the, the training. Me the line coach at the, at the Titans. They just fired their old line coach. And I was like, hey, told my agent. I'm like, yeah. Call somebody if you know him. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you get a job, let me know. I'll come. Yeah, they to gave you. Vrabel a head job. It's like, where did Vrabel coach? He was a special teams coach. I, who cares? It's like, what, yeah, exactly. You go special, special teams, teams bro. just like Harbaugh in Baltimore. Harbaugh was a special teams coach for Andy in Philly. I know. Dude. Been a head coach for what twenty? Yeah, twenty something years now. You just get now? one year in, and then you're head coach. Like I've done JUCO, I've done all these other, you know, individual camps, blowing up all this. I don't think I'd want to be a head coach. I don't. That's think, a lot. Yeah, you. I'll coach your line, but the head yeah, coach, man, you it's would because that's money, bro. That's <laughs> money, and you get to now be the guy, right? And it's guaranteed. And, and it's guaranteed. Implement your philosophy. Yeah, you got guaranteed yeah. money. I had I had fun coaching an all star game. Like it, it was fun, like, man. I enjoyed. It. We only had two days of practice, so me and the offensive offensive coordinator like. Hey, if Mike Grable can do it. You can do it. No, man, we're like literally <laughs> changing, like making like. Going through the game plan on the sideline, like no iPad, on yeah. the, just talking on the sideline, yeah. had to change. Somebody got hurt or something, and we end up having to like go from like shotgun under center, like two back ISO with three three receivers, two running backs. <laughs> we went ISO, went I formation under center, start shoving the ball down their throat, and it worked because they yeah. stayed in nickel, and they kept. We had a playmaker in the slot, so they kept walking the safety out in the nickel. So it was just two linebackers and four down. So we ISO. Double team to the backside linebacker, ice on the front side. Football. No, but this is what I'm trying to prove. The, the linemen are the could smartest, be people the the field. smartest people on the Next field. Next to the quarterback. Don't take a look at butt. You can see everything. No, quarterbacks, no. Linemen are the smartest people on the field, bro. Period. He's, he said that quarterback. Period. No, it's the truth. And then some, he, some. Any quarterback worth his saw is going to tell you this. that's the truth. Yeah. But we they have, don't, they but don't we see have everything to, right. like we, we have see to, it. though. They don't see that. To be. They miss certain parts of it. Yeah. We have to be accountable for all of that, man. They do too, but they, they lose the front line. They expect us to just block. They, they, they don't see that front line and these linebackers like they need to. I'll tell you They're who. They're too busy focusing on who secondary. Who and what helped me see the game even more when I got to San Diego with Phillip. Read the safeties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll tell you everything. Safeties tell you everything. Yeah. Single, what, single high, two high, zero. Strong safety, read the safeties, mainly the free safety. Free safety, strong safety. If you understand the game, you read the safeties, it's easy from there. 
Well, I know that you'd be a great coach. I know I would as well. But I know we got to wrap this thing. Yeah, and uh, glad to be back here. at it, man. It is. It's good to be back here. Let's keep this thing rolling. Great to be back at Glasshouse Studios. Really appreciate all the great work coming out of here. Uh, hopefully, going to have a lot more for you guys as it's going to come down the pike here on Three Point Stance. We're just opening up and uh, getting our stride here, and uh, got We're some rolling. good things to come, man. So, rolling, yeah, rolling. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, or 2023. We're off to a start. 2023, it's here. Let's do it. Big year. Big year. Big year, bro. Get Brady down!